Here we go. Here we go. Welcome back. April 6th. 6th. April 6th. Thursday. Welcome back to the Man and Man Pod. I am one half the show, Darius Butler. My co-host will not be in today. He is handling some business. Hopefully he talks about it on Monday, but it's some fun. It's some exciting stuff. Um, something I've done before. I have my own experience with it, and now he's getting his experience with it. So it should be uh, should be a fun, fun conversation to open up the show um, on Monday. Um, you know, hopefully everything is going great for our guy AB over there, but I'll be holding it down solo for the next hour here on the Man to Man Pod presented by the best sports book in America, FanDuel Sportsbook. We'll be referencing that sports book today, like we always do, but we'll be referencing it probably a little more today than usual because the 87th, I believe, Masters Golf Tournament is underway in Augusta, the biggest one. Uh, I will call him the granddaddy of them all, but I think that's the Rose Bowls punchline but uh or tagline but uh it is on it's actually underway right now tiger wood tees off i believe at nine no 10 18 um i'm still trying to figure out who i'm going to bet to win it all you know scotty scheffler is obviously the hot hand right now he's a plus 700 i think rory's at plus 700 those are the co-favorites right now um tiger's eyes aren't too crazy but once again we'll get into it and I, i i'm 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 all in right now in golf. I'm going to be real with you. I play the video game. I get out on the course a lot now. Uh, I forget what actually gave me that itch. Pause. But, um, but yeah, I'm out there. I put a lot of time into the range. haven't started playing a a 9 or an 18 just yet because I got to still craft in this swing, keep my head down, got to keep this left arm extended, you know, reach back, not up. Head down on the ball. Got to get that right hand around through, those hips through. You know, the tips. You know, I'm taking tips. I, I keep notes. I'll tell you what, though. I play a lot of basketball. play a lot of golf. Golf right now is a lot worse on my body for some reason. Got my groin, got my back, low back tight, and I got to get back on my PT. But anyway, we'll be talking about the Masters Tournament a little bit, a little bit of golf. We'll be talking about a little bit of NBA ball, um, obviously college ball. We have this is the first show back since Connecticut Yukon Huskies, similar my to the foe. Fight, fight, Connecticut is victory. Let's go, let's go, Connecticut. U- That's our fight song. Had to learn it as a freshman during training camp. Once you ended training camp. You had to get up there and sing it in front of the team to make sure you knew it. And then we sung this victory fight song after every victory um, during football season. So uh, shout out to my Huskies winning our fifth championship since 1999. Uh, Obviously going to talk a little bit about that. Matter of fact, I had a boost during that national championship game with FanDuel Sportsbook. Tom, we need to put that graphic in there as well. But, yeah, uh, what else we got? Obviously, football is draft season. Duh. April 6th. That means exactly three weeks from today, I will be in Indy in the Thunderdome for the Draft Spectacular. 2023's Draft Spectacular with the Pat McAfee Show. That'll be fun. Um as usual, the draft is always uh, special. You know, the NFL is never truly in the offseason. You got to combine. You got to draft. You got training camp. You always got something uh, with the NFL. So draft season is upon us. Um, I expect with some trades, with some other things going on, obviously we're waiting on what's happening with Lamar Jackson. We're waiting to see what's happening with Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's, it's talks now of other teams potentially getting into the fold if the Jets and the Packers – don't figure something out there. Um, I'm sure other players will move as well. Where will OBJ land? Um, Cam Newton, he put out his manifesto of quarterbacks that he would be a backup to because that was the question. Would he be a backup? So maybe we can even talk about that a little bit as well. We got a lot to talk about on the other side. 
Um, and you know what I'm here, especially when I'm here, Dolo. I love taking your questions, your comments, your concerns. Um, I dropped a hoop, a little hoop mixtape yesterday, too. About a minute and a half, just pure buckets. On Twitter, I had a little voiceover commentary. On Instagram, I had just some of my little, you know, favorite music. But nonetheless, it's buckets, you know. So if you want to go check out some quality pickup, actually, I'm not pickup on men's league. I'm chasing, I'm chasing three, baby. I'm chasing three. The chase is on. I'm chasing three. You know what I'm saying? I'm chasing three. But uh, y'all go check that out. But anyway, I uh, appreciate y'all rocking with me today on this Thursday, April 6th. Um, Masters opening day. Um, but yeah. Without further ado, I'll see y'all on the other side. Yo, 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 welcome, welcome back. I mean, welcome back. Once again, Masters kicks off today. Um, NBA basketball was a big game last night. I had another same game parlay. Didn't hit. I had LeBron James going for 25 plus. He did that. Kawhi Leonard going for 25 plus. He did that. LeBron James grabbing six boards. He did that as well. And then my last my final and my fourth leg to hit this same game parlay that was around plus 400 on uh FanDuel Sportsbook I needed AD to drop 25 uh AD was playing this first back to back in a while he did not he did not drop the 25 so that was my fourth and final leg the last leg per usual that did not hit um unfortunately but the NBA playoff run is uh, heating up, you know, the push to the end. But before that, we got to stay with college ball, man. We got to stay with college ball, man. You see us? You see Nance signing off for the last time. Natty, fifth. Fifth. That's fifth. One, two, three, four, five. Since 1999, and uh, I had a, a good friend of mine, a former eight, well, my football agent, Purdue grad, called me last yesterday. Hey, man, I got a question, and don't tell me, don't tell me. I probably already know your answer, but don't, do you really feel that UConn is the best college program over the last 25 years? You really believe that? What, question? what kind of question? Yeah. Why, why wouldn't I believe that? When have we fell off? Yeah, we've missed the tournament a few times. But when we get in there, when we get in there, it's 40 minutes of hell, baby. When we get in that Final Four, I think our record is like 11-1 and one or something crazy like that. And then what's the record in our, actual, our natty games once we actually get there? 5-0, man. 5-0. Been in the Big East um, Conference. You talking about 25 plus years? Think about the players that have come through that conference. Think about the players that have come through our university. And yeah, kids, you know, growing up, at least my age, you know, they looked, they wanted to go to the Dukes and the UNCs. And, uh, you know, Kentucky had their run, Kansas, you know, those other blue bloods. But people are asking, is UConn a blue blood? What, what, kind of, what kind of questions are these, man? Yeah, five since 99, uh, you know. Up there in stores, Connecticut, in the middle of nowhere. It's just us. It's just UConn. 11 natties from the women. 11. Five for the men. Yeah. Damn right, we're the best. Now, uh, we didn't 
the views, the viewership was crazy, uh, crazy low, should I say, for this game against San Diego State. You know, San Diego State, a lot of people didn't expect a good game. It started off ugly. It wasn't an entertaining game to begin with. So you got the men's and the women's. Uh, you got the men's and the women's. Women are breaking all kinds of numbers. I believe they had 9.9 million tuned into their championship game. Um, and then we have 14.7, which was the lowest viewed of all time. But don't care. Don't care. We got the dub. We got the win. And more importantly, we got this win. And I need that tweet from FanDuel Sportsbook as well because I had a boost. For that natty, it went from it got boosted from minus one ten to plus one fifty. Uh, for UConn to score seventy plus and beat San Diego State, and obviously we did both. Um, and I believe the sports book had to shell out over three and a half million dollars to the people that tailed this bet and won along with me. You know, going into it, I'm like, should I just go money line or should I? Lay a couple points on this. UConn hasn't been challenged all tourney long. Um, but I just I went the safe route. I went the safe route. I, I just went money line. I could have went, you know, minus three and a half was going to be my number. I believe he won by 12, I think, but it was a comfortable cover. Um, so shout out to my guys, man. Shout out to my guys. They started off the season hot, fell off a little bit there at the end when I was on Pat's show and we had Reese Davis on, uh, host of College Game Day for basketball and football. I asked him before the tournament tipped off. Hey, you know, we're in that West region. I think Kansas was the one seed over there. What are the chances we can make a run as a four seed to that final four? Reese Davis said at that moment, hey, hey, Darius, I got him in the national championship, you know, against his alma mater, Bama, roll tide. But, um, yeah, we took care of business, man. Shout out to Coach Hurley. Shout out to the guys um, that held it down and took care of business, man. Never a doubt. Absolutely never a doubt, man. But, yeah, are we the best for Rip, Kimba, Ray Allen, Karan Butler, Rudy Gay, Shabazz Napier, Kimba Walker. I say Kimba already. Had some dogs come through that building. And Mecca Okafor, Ben Gordon. They had some dogs come through that building, man. Shout out, shout out to the guys and obviously <clears throat> the girls as well. Paige Buckets will be making her return next year to the women's team. Kayla Clark, hey, pull up the stores. Can get your uh can get your revenge. Get your revenge on those LSU Tigers, man. Shout out to LSU though. They held it down. They did their thing. Uh sticking with basketball. Lakers, that Lakers game. Lakers been hot as of late when LeBron went down. Made some, made some moves, moved some things around, got some wins. They were fighting for that sixth seed last night against the Lakers. Took an L, I believe, for their 11th straight loss against the L.A. Clippers. But the question is, the question always is, can LeBron and the Lakers make that run? This is more so of a conversation. I think I'm going to save for when A.B. is here. And that, that by the time we're back on Monday, I think some things will be the picture would be a little clearer on that uh, uh, NBA side. We'll see. They were trying to stay out of that play-in, right? If you don't know, in the NBA, seven through ten seeds on each side have a play-in tournament for those last two spots in the tournament. So they couldn't get it done last night. Um, but the Lakers look, you know, and anytime Bron is in the in the playoffs, you're talking about beating him in the, in the seven-game series. Him and his team, that's tough, especially with the way that Anthony Davis has been playing especially of late on that east side the bucks locked up the one seed Giannis, honestly he, he he's made a hell of an argument to be an mvp again um joker as well but my vote if i had one would be for um for joel and b he just dropped the 50 piece a couple nights ago he's been a dog all year long been a dog last year think he could have won it last year but what he does offensively, how dominant he is, and then also what he does on the defensive end, I think Joel Embiid should definitely be the league MVP this year. Now, let me fly through some of this before I start talking 
some NFL talk, a little bit of mock draft talk. The Masters, once again, starts today. Um, let me get some odds. See which odds. Because right now you can get great plus money on everybody, you know, with the tournament just kicking off. Anything can happen. A lot, Most of the guys haven't even teed off yet. So you can get your best odds right now on the guys that win. As the tournament starts to go on, people start to separate themselves, obviously. So I may I'll, I may place a bet early on, like right now to start, and then as this thing gets closer, do some live betting along the way. Live betting with golf is obviously the way to go uh, with this. But uh, I, like I said, I'm all into it. I, I don't know what took me so long. Um, it's a, it's obviously it's a much better sport to play than to just watch. But once you play it, uh, what, watching it is completely different because now you really um, can appreciate and, and somewhat understand what these guys are trying to accomplish, guys and girls, um, how they're doing it, and then how impossible or damn near impossible it is for you to go out on the course and actually do that same thing. I went out and on, uh, we were at the range. Me and my brother went to the range a few days ago, and it was, I mean, packed. It was on Crenshaw. It was packed to the nines. Um, because it was Masters Week. It was almost like, you know, New Year's Day, that first week in the gym, January 1st through uh, January 14th. I'm sure gym membership skyrocket. The gym's always packed. You can't get any of the free weights. You can't do this. You can't do that. And it was just like that at a golf course. Everybody was there. Everybody had a tee time. Everybody was at the driving range. It was nuts. Um, let's look at these odds right now. Let's look at these odds right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, once again, hot hand right now, plus 700, defending champ. Rory, plus 700 as well. So they are co-favorites, co-betting favorites right now. You got John Rahm. You got Jordan Spieth. John Rahm's at plus 950. Jordan Spieth, plus 1700. Patrick Cantlay, plus 2100. I hit my guy Tony Diggs, and uh, this is the guy that he likes right now. Tony Fanau, I believe, if how you say his name. He's plus 2,400 right now. Dustin Johnson, plus 2,500. Uh, I believe he's uh, – and, of course, hey, the question is, too, how are the live guys going to interact with the PGA guys? Can a live guy make a run at it without playing, you know, as much golf as the other guys? And all those questions will be answered this weekend. You got Colin. Who else do I like? Is there a long shot on here that I like? Cam Smith get hot again. Max. Victor. I don't know. We shall see. Let me know in the comments who, who you guys got, um, who you guys have in the Masters, if you're watching at all. <clears throat> Come on, man. Before I get to this uh, NFL stuff, let me see what y'all got in the comments, man. Let me see what y'all got in the comments. I see some see some comments on the, the cam cam list. I, I found it. I, I found it. No, we talked NFL. It's football. So it's always football season once again. We talked about Cam Newton once he announced that he was throwing and working out at Auburn's pro day a few uh what's that? Not even a few weeks ago, but a little a few days ago, I'll say. Um You know, once again, I feel like Cam has earned the right uh, to continue to try to play, obviously, as long as possible. And we're going to talk about it until he's, you know, completely done or he's back on the roster. Either can happen. Uh, obviously, with his presence, with who he is, I think it would be very difficult for a team to bring him uh, in for that backup role. Uh, now what I didn't see all the throws from the pro day. I didn't see how he looked as a passer. Uh, but if I'm sure if he looked sharp, if he looked good enough, he'll get some calls, um, and, and maybe some visits we shall see, but you know how these teams are, you know, how these decision makers are, you know, how these coaches are with the buzz, the distraction thing, right? Will he come in and be a backup? Do we want him to come in and be a backup? He dropped his list. Um, off the top of my head, 
I thought once I saw it, I think I saw the list on Twitter before I actually listened to him uh, name them all out. Um, but when I saw this, I'm like, that's a odd, kind of a random, random list. No real rhyme or reason for this list at, at, at when you first see it. But then once I saw him run down, I believe it was Deshaun Watson, Tua, Justin Fields, Sam Howell, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. I forget. It's about 10 teams, though. And a lot of those guys were products of his uh, 707 team and his 707 all-star teams and things like that. So I think um, a part of that video was also reminding everybody of the impact that he's had on the game, in which he has had a huge impact on the game. When, when Cam was at his peak, Oh, yeah, and three rookies, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. You also say he would back those guys up as well. But when Cam was at his peak powers, um, I'm sure, you know, he definitely influenced a generation of quarterbacks for sure. And, and he had an incredible career, MVP wins, Super Bowl run, uh, the injuries, you know, um, and some other things. But, you know, if it's all said and done, hats off to Cam for a great career. Got to respect anybody that's still chasing their dream. Um, but it was definitely interesting to see him, you know, name those name those guys, put that list out there. Uh, somebody asked, we got a question right now. Actually, throw some questions in here. Throw some questions. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's quiet right now. It's quiet right now. You got some, you know, sports talk. We'll get into some mock draft. We'll talk about some players, some positions. Question right here from Daryl Owens with uh, Boston Connor as his uh, as his picture. Um, do owners, GMs care at all? Or uh, I would say yeah, yeah. Especially especially with that position, you know, you always have. We've seen some players that we wouldn't expect get calls or, you know, we saw Ben Roethlisberger come out and say the 49ers gave him a call um, last year and he was considering returning. Uh, my guy, who I got drafted with, Brian Hoyer, just signed another two-year deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. And if he starts there any game this season, I believe this will be his eighth team that he would make a start for, which would be one team away from Ryan Fitzpatrick's. Uh, record of nine teams that he started for. Uh, so that's a position um, that GMs, owners, what well, more GMs are always kind of tapped into, okay, who are the potential guys that can come in here? We saw what happened in the NFC Championship game uh, with, the, with the 49ers, you know, against the Eagles. Brock Purdy was their third starting quarterback on the season, I believe. He gets knocked out of the game. Uh, Josh Johnson comes in. He gets knocked out of the game. And they don't have a chance, can't throw the ball. So that that position is extremely important. So, yeah, I would say GM's owners do care. Um, and then it's a lot that goes into – it's more that goes into that even outside of football. But the number one thing is if you can play football and if you can help our team win uh, nine times out of ten, they're going to bring you in if they need you. Now, I think that one out of ten – we saw Colin Kaepernick, what he did, which was outside of football. Um, and obviously the owners colluded on that. But that would be the one time out of 10 where, no, we know he's talented. And I'm talking about Cap a few years ago. I, you know, being this far removed from the game, I'm not sure. I don't, you know, I'm not sure what he would do for a team now. But without a doubt, a few years ago, you know, Cap was still a top probably 40-something quarterback, at least. It was a lot of guys that were starting that were not as good as him now. You know, Cam is saying, hey, it's still not 32 better than me right now. It's up for debate. But, um, but yeah, we shall see. We shall see how that all plays out. Another question. Lewink, Lewink, D-Butt, don't know if you've seen this, but what do you think about Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, making his – players earn their numbers i don't mind that I, yeah i don't mind that at all and we we you know everything is 
uh, record it now and put out there for content now. Um, so we see a lot of this, you know, we were going through spring practice, you know, nobody saw our spring practices, you know, uh, maybe some clips from the spring game, but nobody really saw us until it was training camp time and ready to kick off for that season. Um, but I don't have a problem with this at all. This is spring, spring football. This time of the year is all about competition. It's all about competition. Um, this is where I won my starting job as a red shirt freshman um, in spring ball. Um, you're doing your spring, you're doing your running workouts, you know, and anyone who's been around or been a part of a college football program, you know how this is the time. This is the this is the time you have nightmares about when you're done with football. Training camp is hard, yeah, and, it, and it's hot, and you got pass on. And when I was there, we had two days and all those different things. But the spring ball, you know, you got your you you got your your slate of classes. You know, probably your harder slate of classes. So you got to get up early as hell in the morning five something in the morning get these early workouts in we were i was up in connecticut so it was cold sometimes we were outside doing shit um so this is this is all about competition and, and when we're young you know you had to earn your numbers you had to be that dude to get a number um and i saw him his, his rant about the single digits agree with him wholeheartedly with that as well now what i do hate about it what i do hate about it is the fact that we have we see the clips and I gotta watch the clips with these players with these baggy ass jerseys on with no numbers on them. It's just not a sight to see from my eyes. When I look at a player, when I look at the field, like it's all and, and Deion said, hey, you look good, you feel good, you play good, they pay good, all that stuff. That shit don't look good. So if you're not gonna have if you're not gonna have numbers on the jersey, at least have them motherfucker, at least have them fitted gripped up i feel like the jackson state jerseys look look better um maybe it'll change once the numbers are on there but i don't have a problem with competing for numbers that's something we all did Deion's old school every time you hear him talk about coaching or parenting you know he talks about how he is old school and how he had to earn his number i had to earn my number i went to college my first two years as a starter i wore 28 and then my junior year you know i was one um, because number one wasn't available when I, you know, first signed on with UConn. But yeah, I have no problem at all earning earning a number. Um, good question, though. Good question. Uh, Nick, is Cam too big of a personality to be a backup? Oh, not if he can come and help you win. Uh, he is a huge personality. Uh, you know, he he just when he walks in a room. It, his his aura, his person, everything about him is just he's he's the main character. You know, it's just that's just what it is. He's the main character. So when you bring a guy like that in, it is tough. Uh, you won an MVP in his league, so um, yeah, you you had your own signature shoes, a signature clothing line. So yeah, it's tough for those guys to come in and be a backup for sure. Um, but he came out and said he would be willing to do it. So. If he can help a team, somebody asks, what do you think is the best fit for him? The Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles. You know, if you really want to see uh, if he still got it, you can bring him in for training camp. See if he can run that offense that Jalen's uh, running. I think that was another quarterback on his list. I believe Jalen Hurts may have been a product of the Cam Newton 707 thing as well. But, yeah, that offense um, and Jalen Hurts, I don't want to take anything away from what Jalen Hurts did in that offense because every um, – most often it's a system, right? It's a system built around a quarterback. We saw the system that Tom Brady did for 20 years in, in New England be uh, wildly successful. So, But that system that they've built around Jalen Hurts and that Jalen Hurts has been able to execute at an extremely high level um, all the way to a Super Bowl appearance – um, if he goes down and he gets injured and you got to play two games, you know, you had Gardner Minshew last year who's now in Indy. Yeah, Cam could definitely uh, be that. And it's a lot of personalities on that team. It's the Kelsey's. It's, a, uh, you know, Lane Jackson's a very veteran-led team. And then you got Jalen Hurts, who's a great young stoic leader as well. So I think that uh, I think that'll be a, 
probably you ask whoever asks that, you know, the best fit for Cam, I think that will for sure um, be the best fit. So that is the answer to that question. Boom. The Owens again, if Richardson is going at four, do you see Ballard trading down and taking Hooker in the teens or the 20s? And how would you feel about it? I wouldn't be mad at that at all. I went on Pat's show, Pat McAfee's show. What's today? Thursday. That might have been. That was maybe Tuesday. Tuesday went on Pat's show and asked about um, who I wanted for and what I thought about the quarterbacks. I think C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, I feel like those are clearly the top two guys. Everything you want in a quarterback at the collegiate level, they did. Um, you know, they won at a high rate. They uh, made the right systems. Once again, they both executed their systems um, to a T. Um, I saw C.J. Stroud firsthand. I was on the field for his last two or his last uh, collegiate game against Georgia, who we know was back-to-back defending champs. Now, best defense in the country. Jalen Carter up front was going to be a top five, probably top ten pick. Um, Ringo, Buller, you had future NFL pros all over that Georgia defense. And I watched C.J. Stroud with my own two eyes carve him up. I mean, he was tearing their ass up. In my opinion, if Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't get hurt in that game, um, Ohio State wins that game. My opinion that I believe wholeheartedly. Now, as we know, if 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 this were fist, we'd all be drunk. So it didn't happen. And Georgia went on to railroad the um, TCU Horn Frogs to win another chip. But I think uh, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, clearly top of this class. I think C.J. Stroud will go first. I think he goes number one to the Carolina Panthers. I think Bryce Young goes two. And the reason I, I, I think Stroud goes one is because of his size. You know, he had not he not necessarily prototypical size, but he has close enough to the size. I think him and Bryce, their arms are similar when it comes to, you know, arm strength and zip and all these different things. They're both accurate. They both can move off their spot and have do great things second reaction wise. But Bryce Young is much smaller. And a lot of these decision makers, they look at teams, they only look, they look at the talent, but they also look at and some of them more so than even the talent or what the eyes tell them is what do the numbers say? What do the analytics say? And not only with just this player, but across the history of the game, these Bryce Young, 5'10", 200 pounds. How many 5'10", 200 pounds quarterbacks have been successful in the NFL? How many, you know, what's Stroud, 6'3", whatever, how many of those quarterbacks have been successful? And you look at those numbers, and the numbers will tell you, hey, this guy's probably going to be more successful. So a lot of times they will go with that guy, and it's a lot more that goes into it. But that's a part of the reason why Lamar Jackson hasn't been paid the money that he wants um, either. Because, yes, players probably damn near unanimously will say, great player, why wouldn't we build our franchise around this dynamic player fans will say the same thing coaches uh a lot of them will say the same thing especially defensive coaches will say the same thing about lamar jackson but then when you get to the decision makers the front offices and the owners those are the guys who don't know ball as well as much but those are also the guys who are in control of who's getting the money and who's not and they'll say, okay, how many times has this type of quarterback, has this play style lasted, you know, for four or five, six, seven years, and how many championships has it won? So how does that project numbers-wise over the long term when we're talking about this money? And you better believe owners are involved in all of the quarterback talks at this point in the game. So I think that's part of it. But with that being said, Lamar Jackson should be paid. That would be option number one I want as a Colts fan. We move mountains. We trade these couple picks. We get Lamar in that building. But if that doesn't happen, if we can't get that done, Chris Ballard, take Anthony Richardson. After those top two guys at the quarterback, you got Anthony Richardson. You got Will Levis. Anthony Richardson has all the tools, doesn't have great film, didn't have great talent around them. But on the film, you can see so kind of like what you saw with Josh Allen. Like, oh, shit. Like, okay, it's, it's something there. And these coaches – Especially we got Shane Steichen, who once again had Jalen Hurts. 
hey, this guy, he's a natural. He does have a natural throwing motion. He is a natural thrower. He has an arm. Not, and I think his accuracy, um, his his completion percentage isn't great, but I think his accuracy can 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 definitely improve over time with the right coach and the right personnel, the right system. And then his athleticism is obviously off the chart. So I would definitely take Anthony Richardson there for um, if he's still on the board when we get our pick. Once again, if we can't get Lamar, but um, I would absolutely take Hendon Hooker over Will Levis to answer that question. I would not take Will Levis with a top five, a top ten, a top fifteen pick. Honestly, uh, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Um, it, it I, he would have to win from the pocket, I believe, at this point because his natural instincts at that position, those. The top two guys, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, their instincts, great out of the pocket. Bryce Young, best instincts. Get off the spot, shit breaks down. I got to find a guy, best instincts. Clearly Bryce Young at the top. C.J. Stroud after that. Richardson with his athleticism and the game in the NFL, it can definitely, uh, he can do some uh, special things, I think. Will Levis, man, like when that play breaks down or that read's not there or something he thought was going to be there pre-snap, it doesn't happen post-snap. It's like a deer in the headlights way too many times. Um, and that's a problem, obviously. So he would have to win for the pocket. What Rick, what Levis does have going for him, though, and why a team will take him in the first round, I believe, is his arm. He, ha- he has a cannon. He has a cannon for sure. And he also has a very a very compact throwing motion. It's a very – and in the league, you're making a lot of throws and a lot of plays from tight pockets and tight spaces. So that helps when you have that compact throwing motion. But if you don't know the hell you're going to ball, you don't have the consistent accuracy, that doesn't matter. Once again, these coaches have egos. They feel like they can work with them. He will be a first-round pick. But if I'm in that spot at four and those top – my top three guys off the board, Stroud, Young, Richardson – I'm trading back. I would be happy with him, Hooker, wherever we take him. If we took him at four, I'd be happy with him. If we took him at 14, 24, I would be happy with making that pick and trading back um, to answer your question. But uh, that's a good good call right there. Good question right there, should I say. Um, this is draft order right here. For those of you who don't know. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm, 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 mm. There's the latest mock from Lance Zerline. Drafts of Kansas City issue too. So he has Bryce Young going one, CJ Stroud going four. Get this guy out of here. Why we talking? Why'd you even put that guy's mock? Get that shit all the way out of here. That that let me get Daniel Jeremiah's. Or Bucky Brooks. I don't know what that was. I don't even. I don't want to just erase that from my memory. Uh, let's get these corners though. Bucky Brooks, top five corners. Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Joey Porter Jr. PZ Jr. out of Penn State. Cam Smith out of South Carolina. Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State. Now, um. I like Deontay Banks a lot out of Maryland. I think he's I think he'll be a top five corner for sure. Um Joey Porter Jr., I like him. My top guy on this list, though, is Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. And I'll tell you why. Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Rare combination of size, speed ball skills size speed ball skills at that cornerback position give me that that guy and he has good football iq he's he ain't scary he has confidence all those things christian gonzalez checks all those boxes on the field um he went to the combine and checked all those boxes well he will be my top guy um i see him i don't see him making it past seven or eight in this draft uh, Devin Witherspoon is tremendous as well. Sticky, physical corner. Um, will hit you in the mouth too. Will absolutely smack you in the mouth and can change the 
the the game from that standpoint. And I'm not a huge fan of that as a corner, especially in the league. Stay healthy, get out there and cover, get the ball, get your hands on the ball. That's what you get paid for. But Devin, Devin Witherspoon out of uh, Illinois, physical, explosive, uh, a little smaller uh, on the small end, I think 5'10", 5'11", around 180 pounds, but is absolutely electric at corner. A dog reminds me somewhat of my guy, um, Vontae Davis, who came out of Illinois back in 09. But, um, yeah, Christian Gonzalez is my top guy in this draft at that cornerback position because of the things I mentioned. Size, athleticism, ball skills. That the combination I said before that I say speed because he's got that too. He went four three eight at the combine. So, give me Gonzalez out of Oregon as my top corner. Joey Porter Jr. Can't wait to see where he goes. Obviously, second generation. I know a lot of people in the chat probably feeling old right now with Joey Porter Jr. out there, but um, it's cool to see you know Certain Jr., J.C. Horn, like all these all these guys, man. But um. Jeez Louise, Tom, that 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 mock draft. I can't believe that. What was that? Give me mitts. I, I, I take mitts mock draft for that. These are where Anthony Richardson is landing, according to some of the best mock drafters out there. They ain't got Lance Erline on this motherfucker. I tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no offense to you, Lance. All right, no offense to you, but uh, Daniel Jeremiah has him going. Four to the Colts. Bucky Brooks has him dropping to 20. Cynthia Freeland has him going four also to the Colts. Eric Edholm, four. I'm sorry, three uh, via trade uh, uh, with the Cardinals. And then Charles Davis has him going four as well. So that is, you know, four out of the five having Anthony Richardson going to the top four and have him landing with the Colts. Now, I know it's Got to be at least a couple of Colts fans here. How would you feel about that if it happened? Especially with our recent history um, of quarterbacks, that quarterback carousel. You know, we've had Matt Ryan. We've had Phillip Rivers. We've had Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, Scott Tolzien. It's been rough. It's been rough, but um, I'll take a chance with old, old, old Anthony Richardson at four for sure. And this is Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft 3.0 on NFL Network. He's got Young going one, Stroud going two, Will Anderson three, Richardson four to the Colts, Jalen Carter five to the Seahawks, Devin Witherspoon first corner off the board at six to the Lions. Now, you know the Lions took Okuda at three a few years ago at that cornerback position. Edge, Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech, going seven to the Raiders, and then eight to the Atlanta Falcons. You got my guy, Christian Gonzalez, then Peter Sharansky out of the Northwestern, and then the edge, Lucas Van Ness from the Hawkeyes going to the Eagles. So that's Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock draft. Um, Speaking of drafts, Stay tuned. Once again, I mentioned three weeks until the draft. Um, as we've had guests on this show, a recurring question throughout our interviews have been, what's your draft story? And what was your draft story? Where did you think you were going? What round? What team? Did anybody call you? Did anyone say something? Did you uh, were you already you already on your way somewhere else? Did you get pranked? Everybody has a different story. We've had you know Stephon Diggs, Xavier Howard, Harrison Smith, um, Zaire Franklin. Uh, we've had a lot of guys on here. Plaxico Burroughs tell their own draft stories. So we're going to start clipping those up and putting those out as the draft approaches on the page on the man to man page on the YouTube page, on the IG, on the Twitter. So make sure you stay tuned uh, for those. Those should definitely uh, be fun. What else we got, man? What else we got? Let's see. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, hmm. 
Nick Riley Popovich. Any of these guys have Pro Bowl first year potential? I mean, shit. Anybody you draft, anybody you draft in the first round, especially when you talking about those top ten guys, um, th- that's why they're getting drafted in that top ten to come in and making an e- immediate impact on that team, obviously, and hopefully be one of the best players in the league. You know, when Andrew Luck was drafted one overall, he was one of the better players in the league year one. Cam Newton, same thing. I was a teammate of Cam Newton's his rookie year, and I was a teammate of Andrew Luck's his rookie year. These guys came into the league and had immediate pro. I believe they both made the Pro Bowls, actually. Um, uh, Patrick Sertain, not sure if he made a Pro Bowl or not, but um, Sauce Gardner was a top four pick last year. He was a Pro Bowler, all pro, I believe. Um, what Michael Parsons, you know, he, he went 10, I think. So I told you who my guy is, Christian Gonzalez. I think he has rookie year uh, pro bowl potential. Um, Will Anderson is another guy who I think rookie year, he can come in and be a pro bowler. And then uh, Jalen Carter, obviously, you know, he has some off the field uh, issues that may scare some teams away, but the reports came out that his uh, agent, Drew Rosenhaus, Basically, basically let all the teams know um, that are drafting outside of the top ten. If you know you're not drafting outside of the top ten, you have you don't have plans to potentially trade up into that top ten. I'm not wasting my clients' time with visits. Not even coming on the visits. If you're not in that top ten or don't have plans to do so, we've always heard stories about this Eli Manning was on Pat's show yesterday. He talked about how he had conversations with the top four teams. Um, we all know, well, not we all know, we should know the the, the famous Dion story at the Combine, I believe, where he ran his 40 and then he left the, the, the Combine and he was meeting with some teams. And he, I think the Giants, the Giants gave him a big, thick playbook, told him to go over it and meet with him and come back, whatever. What, what pick are you guys at? I think they were at nine or 10 or something like that. Oh. I'll be long gone by then. So a lot of these guys know um, up at this point the ballpark of where they're going. You know, they kind of have a backstop of, okay, I'm not falling past this. And, you know, things always happen. We saw Lamar Jackson sit in the green room. We saw Aaron Rodgers sit in the green room. Um, We've definitely – Geno Smith sat in the green room. We've always seen things happen on draft night it still is somewhat unpredictable but a lot of these guys have a pretty good idea of um of where they're going oh excuse me Mm -mm -mm. question from uh the greatest podcast on planet earth actually uh the man to man podcast shout out my guy tone easier transition to the league is it easier for offensive or defensive players in general? Hmm. Uh, I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it goes either way, honestly. Um, obviously, position matters. So playing quarterback, that's a lot to handle on any level. But coming into a locker room, being a starting quarterback as a rookie, um, you're automatically put in a position of leadership. A lot of these guys are going to have to see on their chest. They're going to be a captain. You know, Andrew Luck wasn't necessarily ready to be a captain of uh, that locker room, right? But you're the starting quarterback. You are the leader in that huddle. You're the voice in that huddle. You're the voice in the offense. So guys are looking to you when games on the line and things are going on. So you're in that position. That's tough to handle. You always have to deal with the media. Uh, day in, day out. So uh, that quarterback position, but when you're talking about the X and O's of football, um, I think it really just matters what what meeting room you go into, right? Who's in that meeting room to help bring you along? Um, do, do, do the vets want to see you succeed? How are you as a rookie? Are you coming in entitled? Are you an asshole? Do you think you don't have to listen to anybody because you're uh, drafted in a certain spot and making a certain amount of money, and you know you're going to play and be that guy. Um, so it's, it's it's a lot of things that play into that. But as far as the X and O's, I don't think generally on either side of the ball. Once again, quarterback is 
that's just different. It's, it's, it's just a very, it's a different position, different things that come with it. But um, offensively and defensively, it's a, it's a tough, a tough transition. Um, either way, for sure. For sure. Mm, 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 mm. GI Joe three one seven. Outside of quarterback, what is the toughest position in the NFL? We had this conversation with Stephon Diggs when he was on the show. Cornerback. I think cornerback outside of quarterback is the toughest position to play in the league. You put on an island, you're playing against the best athletes, some of the best athletes in the game, and you're obviously at a disadvantage. Um, and then the rules. The rules are more and more in the receiver, not only the receiver's favor, but the quarterback's favor as well. The quarterbacks can't get hit the same, can't get slammed, can't get this, can't get that. And then obviously, you know, they're ticky-tack with the calls, you know, when it comes to receivers. So um, cornerback will be – hands down the toughest position to play um outside of quarterback for sure there we go tone best producer in the game stefan diggs episode 49 this Diggs has come on the show a few times episode 49 we talked about that that was a, a a really good episode probably one of our most viewed episode actually um i'm not gonna mess his name up but um A.B. said he'd pick an elite edge rusher over an elite linebacker as a DB. How about me? Yeah, give me that edge rusher. Give me that edge rusher for sure. If it's not a quarterback, if I have a chance to take a blue chip edge rusher, that will be um, that will be the next position because they just change a the game. They 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 make everyone better. Um, because the offense coming into the game, they have to know where he is. Sometimes that's keeping a back or a tight end in to chip him to slow him down. And what does that do? When you're chipping and slowing down that, that pass rusher, that's making it easier on the cover guys because now that's one less guy we have to worry about in the passing progression, right? We don't have to worry about Dalvin Cook getting out immediately in the pass game because he's got to stand and chip somebody. Um, so that helps. Uh, or a tight end, you know, staying in there uh, a little bit longer to get out. So now you don't have to worry about those deep vertical crossing or corner routes uh, when he's in that position. So, yeah, that edge rusher premium position right after uh, the quarterback, in my opinion, as well. <clears throat> bop, 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 bop. Hmm. <laughs> It was hard to pick up golf or pickleball. Golf for sure. Pickleball, you know, you can figure that out. But that, that golf shit, tough, 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 tough. Um, five more minutes, man. About to get up out of here. Appreciate y'all rocking with, rocking with me today. Rocking with the pod. Uh, what is it? April, <laughs> April six. So yeah, and that definitely not. You know, prime time when it comes to our sport that we love the most. But um, we do have the draft coming up. You know, it's even a slow time for F1 right now. F1 is off the calendar, I believe, until the 30th. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate you guys <clears throat> rocking with us. Uh, love watching. Uh, you appreciate that. Do you still think about coaching? Potentially some point down the line, I think it'll be um, somewhere down the line. Somewhere down the line, as of right now, got a lot going on uh, right now in this media space. Uh, up to something season, as my guy Pat would say, is um, on full tilt. It's the off season. This is when things are getting worked out as far as how next season looks. This last, this past football season uh, was huge for me personally um, in the sports media space. Um, learned a lot. Was was able to experience a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, those things that, that makes you hungrier, that makes you, it makes the vision a little more clear as well. Um, did things that I, I had no plans on doing. Um, for example, calling the college football national championship. Like, you know, we were on a, on a, on an alternate telecast. We had the mega cast with, with, with Pat and AJ and, uh, Connor, Ty, 
tone, all the boys down there calling the, the, the college football national championship on SoFi, which is wild. And a week before that, we were calling the Peach Bowl, Ohio State, Georgia, you know, on the field with mics. Now, it's super tough to call a football game from field level, but an unbelievable experience. Um, the experience I was able to get on um, ESPN NFL matchup doing that show with, with some legends, some OGs in the game. Sal Palo Antonio, a lot of you guys are probably younger than me, but I grew up watching Sal Pal, you know, on, on the TV, everywhere, doing his thing. So um, being on there with Sal Pal and Greg Cosell, who was actually, who started the show back in 1984, two years before I was even born. Um, he was a producer on the show for a long time, then went on camera probably six years ago. And then they brought me into the fold this year and um, I was able to do my thing. So to see, you know, kind of where it all started a couple years ago when I started making the Everything DB videos on Twitter um, or YouTube and putting those videos and then actually see, you know, turn on ESPN NFL matchup and to see my work, how it's evolved and how it's on those TVs. Actually, on the 10th, we'll be doing our draft show where I'll be highlighting some of these players that I'm talking about now, Gonzalez, Witherspoon, Quentin Johnston, um, Jordan Addison, a couple of the quarterbacks. All these guys, we'll be talking about them, me, Greg Cosell, and Sal Palantonio on NFL matchup. So, um, obviously, the podcast, the Man to Man Pod, we started this July 2020 with uh, A, B, and I, uh, and Tone. And, and, you know, start our first few episodes actually shooting it remotely. And I'm in Florida. AB's in North Carolina, Pat's studio, Pat McAfee Studios in Indy. Zito was on the ones and twos producing the show for the first few episodes. So, um, and now once again to see where we are, where we are now um doing these things. So uh it, it's been it's been a special run. It's been fun, it's been it's been everything, man. And obviously, you guys are a huge part of that as well. So I thank you guys. Uh, from the bottom of my heart. So coaching is always, it'll be in me. Uh, my oldest is playing flag football now, so I'm I'm not on the staff, but I'm probably about six feet behind her coach, um, making sure he hears everything I say as far as uh, their plays offensively and defensively. Uh, but at some point, at some point I get back out. I still consult guys in the league and younger guys and things like that. At some point, I'll get back out there, but right now this media space, this is uh this is my lane right now. <clears throat> Ooh, first take. Nah, that's not it's not my speed. I'm not I'm not a studio show type of guy, honestly. Not a studio, unless it's like a, a, a pat type of vibe where it's like a we just flowing, it's just talking. It, where where is this conversation going? It's real points, it's real, this is real that. I'm not interested in who has more pressure on him this season, Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers, or tell me blah, blah, blah. that's not my vibe, but um but yeah. The sports media space is uh is growing, it's it's fun. Um, I like it. Uh and I got more time too. I got more time with the family, I got more time to um, you know, do other things and do other interests that I wouldn't be able to do, um, <clears throat> that I wouldn't be able to do if I was coaching, because that is very, very time consuming. But we shall see. We shall see. Once again, man, appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate FanDuel Sportsbook for sponsoring the show. Uh, appreciate Tom. Appreciate everybody. I'll see you guys Monday. And we should have a special guest on Monday. I know we haven't been, we had a bunch of guests during the Super Bowl week, which once again, another crazy experience, being on Media Row, having our show on a huge FanDuel stage, having some great guests that came through. That was dope. Like, you know, I, a lot, a lot's happening, a lot of great things happening. Um, but we'll start bringing some more guests back. And on Monday, we should have a big one. Um, that a lot of you guys in here are familiar with, uh, and it, it, it should be fun. But we shall see. We'll keep our fingers crossed. But uh, everybody have an amazing weekend. AB's not here to say it, so I'll say it. Get your 30 minutes in. Get your fat ass in the gym. Or get your skinny ass in the gym. Or get out there and walk. Get out there and run. Do some yoga. Read a book. Do something, man. 
Get your 30 minutes in a day, physically, mentally. Spiritually, whatever you got to do, man, take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Loving yourself, uh, it's important. All right, it's important. You are enough. Okay, that's the message for the day. If you don't take anything from the day, loving yourself, man. And uh, with that, we out. We'll catch y'all on Monday. Sorry, I'm a body shamer. I body shame. I'm sorry. I body shame myself. So if I can do it to myself, I can do it to anybody else. I'm sorry. Sue me, but not actually. All right. Love you guys, man. I'm out.